Hi, Genevieve. It's Tasha of Rhetorical Curiosity here, and I am absolutely, absolutely thrilled to hear your first moments of just another dumb girl. The trailer perfectly sums up your je ne sais quoi, and um, absolutely enthralled to hear more of your reality and be a part of it sending you all the love on your new journey hey guys um yeah so i'm pleasantly buzzed and i figured what the hell i might as well do a podcast because it's probably the most socially lubricated i get (laughs) anyways um yeah i was just kind of excuse me i was just kind of perusing through my social media timelines because honestly i've been sketchy with remembering things and uh, seeing what my altars have been up to, but, um, we've been having a good time today. It's been a really good day, actually. Uh, <laughs> and it got me thinking, uh, you guys don't know anything about my system. I really have not talked publicly about it. And, um, we, we don't really disclose a lot of that information because the fact of the matter is, is that if you know their names, you can call them out and that can get really, interesting if it's people who have that information and we don't trust them anyways it's kind of a need to know but anyway so my altar that is the artist is stevenson and stevenson has been with me a very 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 long time he's one of i consider him part of the primary system core there's about 10 of them that have been with me for the longest and uh What's interesting in DID is that every time you get subjected to trauma, you fracture. And it's not as dramatic as it sounds because honestly, it's, um, it's what holds us together under enormous amounts of stress. So if you think about it as, you know, you build a house that's braced for hurricanes and that kind of stuff, they build it with flexibility in the foundation. And when you are a person that's predisposed to fracturing and having dissociative identity disorder as part of your journey, um, that's your foundation. Your foundation is extremely naturally flexible. And um, the human psyche is made to be this way. We are made to absorb trauma like ballistic gel. And what happens when people get diagnosed with this is that it tends to be people with extremely high intellects and we're just naturally predisposed to having our minds do this as a coping mechanism every human being is built with this capacity to fracture and compartmentalize but those of us that are extremely intelligent seem to be able to compartmentalize a little bit more strategically Um, and i use that term very 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 
loosely because the fact of the matter is is that as great of a gift as this capacity is it becomes a lifelong management thing that we have to deal with so um while the initial premise is really beautiful and fantastical the overwhelming lifelong responsibility of handling this diagnosis is not so stevenson is my artist stevenson is actually named after my father's middle name and uh, he named himself all the altars name themselves they tell me their names when they form to that capacity and not every altar chooses a name uh, it's, it's kind of it's interesting because when you um, when you have polyfragmented dissociative identity disorder like I do what happens is these altars will often just carry a singular moment of time and if they're just holding a fraction of a moment of time then there's really no need to create a personality around that moment but the ones that hold more than just a single fragment end up forming into full people um, that's what I consider my primary altar base so Stevenson was formed at a very very young age in my development and he just kind of traveled with me the whole time so he's having a grand old time because our our artistic development was severely repressed growing up in my family it was impossible to compete with my father uh, he had zero ability to assimilate another's creativity without suppressing it with his own ego so as a result I grew up in a very highly creative environment but I was never I was never given permission to surpass my father's capacity and how that looked in my artistic development is I um, had to really just kind of hide who I was because um, my strengths are different than his strengths. He is a master woodworker. He is able to work with wood in ways that would take me a lifetime to develop. Actually, it probably wouldn't, but for the sake of argument, we'll say it'll take me a long time to become the level of master that he is with his skill set. I've chosen other skill sets. I, I do know how to work with wood. He taught me just about everything that he knew and not, you know, not sitting down and teaching me, but I sat with him in his shop day in and day out and just watched. So I assimilated a lot of his creativity into my own, into my own growth. But, um, yeah, so my skill set is highly different. He is not a skilled painter at all. Uh, at this point, my, my skills in painting have surpassed his in extraordinary ways, but I don't know how to say that without sounding like an asshole. Um, but yeah, Stevenson's having the time of his life because Stevenson is biologically male, and he is the only male in my system 
that has developed to the point where he is truly 100% identifying as male. So there was this moment in time when I was younger where we were not sure whether we were going to stay in a female body or not. And what ended up happening with our roundtable discussion is we decided that because the majority didn't really care about the body and the, you know, the biology of the body, we were okay just kind of living our lives in whatever we were given. And Stevenson was the only one that was having a main issue with it. We kind of decided that majority rules and Stevenson would just have to kind of deal with it. But this was extremely painful to him because he didn't have a way of really coming out and expressing himself. And um, he's flamboyantly gay. Let me tell you some things about Stevenson. Oh my God. He's the most flamboyantly gay man I have ever, ever, ever been able to have the privilege of hanging out with. He is the equivalent of my gay best friend. He's amazing, but he is just the gayest queen you would ever sit down with. And it's a riot because when he's out, he is out. But uh, (laughs) we were teaching paint and sips for a little bit in New York before we left New York. And we actually got voted off the island for being too extra because he is just so, um, so gay. And in the gay population, it's great, but when you're around a bunch of straight people who are just trying to drink their wine and paint a pretty picture, I guess it doesn't fly so well. (laughs) But yeah, Stevenson is um, one of my best friends. He's like this diplomat in my system and he's brought so much patience and joy to my experience and uh, I feel so privileged to be able to have finally been able to build him a life where he can kind of set the biological presentation aside and actually live his truest form which is as an artist day in and day out so that suppression that he'd been feeling for so long has not been at all an issue since I started painting like this and uh, now that it's our career he is just having the time of his life Um, it's been really beautiful to see because he, he would mope a lot he would kind of hide in this corner and what happens when you have as many altars as I have is in order to organize them and create safe places for them you very much create this world inside your brain and it's it's glorious because when I sleep I don't go into a dream state like the you know neuronormal person would my altars take over in my sleep and that's their processing time so I get immersed into this universe that they've built where they um, they finally work through what they haven't been able to do during the day because I was too busy being present it's been a trial and error thing my world inside is huge Um, people talk about houses no I have an entire planet inside my head that they explore and they've all kind of dispersed around and uh 
yeah so I um I'm so appreciative of how I've been able to bring these pieces of me into my day to day and give them the capacity to express day in and day out and uh, today has just been really beautiful that way after struggling with this depression that I didn't know I was going to get out of last week. There were days where I was just like, oh my God, am I even going to make it through the day? No, I did. I did. We did. We always do. And uh, yeah, now we're just kind of sitting back and riding the wave of what we were able to process last week and kind of moving into the next genre of our existence. And our Legos are being built into a brand new castle. So yeah, it's it's a good place to be when you're someone like me. And there's my drunk rant rant for a uh, Monday night. So welcome to Cheap Wine and me giving zero fucks.